How many mics do we? Government, the other day. Write it away, write it away. Funky on the mic like an old batch of cops. My mind can't remember how many asteroids are still at heart. And no one's from the old school. Cause rap is still a brand new tool. I say, this is the same old new school. I am one of your hosts, Idris Goodwin. And I'm Kevin Koval. Yeah, this is what we do every week. We chop it up about hip-hop. We talk about the intersections. We talk about albums. We talk about films, TV. We talk about political hijinks. Uh, yeah, what else am I missing, Kevin Koval? No, that's what we do. We kind of take the headlines from the week in news and try to frame it within a hip-hop context and keep it centered in, in the culture. But, of course, the culture is vast and pervasive and at this point everywhere. And so, you know, that's what, that's that's what we right. talk about. Uh, shout out to the good folks at Vocalo Radio from moving us off IG Live mm. into the mix, mm. into, into the Saturday mix. You, you're either hearing this live on the radio or as a podcast. And so we're grateful to the folks at Vocalo Radio. And shout out, as always, our super producer, Justin Mayer. Let's go. Let's talk about it. All right. So this week we got... Uh, well, first of all, if we got a new president elect, allegedly, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Uh, so that was big news. But even bigger news, Kevin Cole, a never before released Biggie freestyle from the Stretch and Bobito show from like 92 or 93 or something like that. Now, I don't know if you knew this about me, Kevin Cole, but, you know, I was a very serious notorious big fan from his first out you know his first singles like party and digital etc and consider myself pretty much the foremost expert on everything that he ever released so wow okay i didn't know this oh yeah no. i mean i know you were a fan but i know you're the foremost expert so that's it's good to know who who i'm rocking with i mean unchallenged thus far let's let's <laughs> For full disclosure, I've never yeah. been challenged on that. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Uh, but did you hear? Did you hear this freestyle? Also, did you leap out of your shoes and socks when you heard that there was such a thing? Well, first of all, I love that we're leading with the Biggie uh, freestyle <laughs> before the new president because I think that's appropriate. You know oh yeah, I mean? no, 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 yeah, president, yeah, yeah. president. Right. Well, because Biggie's Biggie's much iller. Um, oh yeah, please. Well, you know, first, I, you know, before we talk about the freestyle, because I want to know what you thought about the bars and that it exists is, is incredible. Yeah. But just how much the import of the Stretch and Bobito show yes. and how much I miss a show like that. Oh and actually li listening to the freestyle made mm -hmm. me think that we should have a show like that where we, yes. you know, we get on, we play new musics. Yes. And we also just invite new rappers to come and, and yes. you know, spit these bars, you know, rappers who are you know, maybe known and maybe unknown. And I think that was one of the beautiful things about the Stretch and Bob show yes. that existed at, like, you know, in the early 90s, you know, that ushered in, I would say, like a new era of, of New York rap mm -hmm. um, because it made it, it made the spectrum of what was possible just broad. I mean, yeah. they would have, you know, Jay-Z to all the, you know, El Producto to all the Def Jux folks, you know what I mean? They would doom, of course, you know, they, they just opened up like a wide hole of what was traditionally done and let people get on. And, and I think that space was so important. This big freestyle comes out or like was recorded on March 5th, 1992. Mm -hmm. you know? So I think big is like 19 or 20 when, when he records this. You know, what's eerie about that too, is that he died on March 9th. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, first of all, if anybody's not seen the Showtime documentary about Stretch and Bobbito, definitely check it out. It's a hip hop classic. Um, and what's amazing about that, to your point, is, man, it, it was it was where, I mean, like you hear guys like Nas, like Wu-Tang talk about, oh, man, like that was the first milestone for a lot of them. I mean, there's a there's footage of like Eminem and Royce to Five Nine, like coming from Detroit and like being like, we came to New York just to like make a run through and try to get our demos to labels. You hear them on the show. So yeah, legendary. And then, yeah. And so, so it was like, how appropriate is that? Of course, it's like, of course they've got something that, you know, all the posthumous albums came out with like chopped up big verses on them, you know, shortly after he died. But yet there was this thing, this jewel, this gem that, those guys had that nobody else had. Puffy didn't have it. None of the DJs had it. They had it and they sat on it. And I feel like they dropped it around election time just to like give us some relief because <laughs> it right. really, it right. really took me away, man. It really transported me and, and, you know, it didn't make me cry, but it definitely made my insides cry a little bit uh, in a beautiful way. Um, and it was just great to like hear him again, hear him alive again. Yeah. And, and the fact that I had not heard it before, it was like hearing him alive again in a way. Because I'm like, I don't know this. You know, I don't know this. And this is at the beginning. And uh, the one thing, there was a, um, and I said I was going to research this before our show, and of course I didn't. Uh, but there was, a, there was a jazz musician whose name I'm totally blanking on. It's Donald something. But he lived in Brooklyn when Big was a little kid running around and, and talks about Early on, when Big was like a kid, he it was him and another kid rapper. They were like on some crisscross, like the youngsters type shit. And this and this jazz musician was working, with, was mentoring them. And it, you hear it in Big's flow that sort of like his flow is impeccable. I mean, that was the first thing is that I'm like nobody flowed, like his understanding of flow of where to take breaths of where to stop. He was just like, and that's a very mature, very sophisticated technique. And you hear it in that rhyme style. You know, it's like, there's a moment where it's it's a beautiful moment. I'm going to try to find it real quick. But there's a moment where he just, he just pauses. Like he pauses because the last word of the bar doesn't go all the way to the end of the bar line. It doesn't go all the way to the end of, to the four. So he just stops on the two. Takes a note, yeah. He just stops on the two and just... Yeah. Let's the beat breathe. Be a note. Yeah. And then he comes back in and attacks it. And so that was that was the cool thing for me is just being reminded of just how futuristic his flow was and his understanding of flow was. And he was he was definitely top five, one of the best flowers of all time, in my opinion. Well, and this is the first time I think the world heard him outside of the corner in some ways. You know, he, mm -hmm. he kind of he went to, you know, he was battling on the corner. Mm -hmm. He was, you know, he was making, you know, tracks, but he, this was the first time he was broadcast um, to New York and Stretch and Bob had, you know, a reach, you know, and they put out tapes afterwards. So it's significant that this didn't resurface in some ways until 25 years or so later. I think you might be talking about Donald Byrd, you know, the jazz trumpeter. And I wonder if you are because, you know, Donald Byrd was one of the guys who was working with Guru to make those Jazzmatazz records. I love those. And so me too. And I wonder, because he was attuned to what was happening, obviously, yeah. in you know this, this emergent culture. Two of the lines that I wrote down listening to the freestyle that I think are beautiful and like, you know, because this is big, this is the world's first time hearing big, it is mm -hmm. like hearing him for the first time. So mm -hmm. there is, you know, that that's the, that's the incredible thing about 
I don't know, just existence in some ways is like, he's gone, but is he, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like if he's still on wax and this is for anybody, this is just yeah. for existence. It's like, if you have a memory of someone, if you hear their voice, if you see a picture of them, how are they gone if they're still here, you know? Yeah. And so that, that seems significant, but there, there's two, you know, he says at one point, all eyes are on, you know who. You know what I mean? And I, I just love that as a declaration. He's 19, 20 years old. And he's he's already on his kingpin ish. Yeah, exactly. And, and then towards the end of the verse, he says, "Even the strong don't last long." Even the strong don't last long, cause I'm Brooklyn born, baby. You know, and just you know, he you know, big dies at what twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. Twenty five, man. Crazy. Um, Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, again, it's like I think a lot of people point to. You know the prophecies on these records, both from Pac and from Big. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, just a a early, 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 you know, prophetic note that that he's 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 rhyming about. Oh, so super producer Justin Mayer, because he's he's on point. Um, Donald Harrison is the guy's name. Donald Harrison. He's and and that's right. And he um he was actually on Treme too. I think I think he shows up on Treme a couple times and you would recognize him if you saw him. Yeah. Alto saxophone player. And, uh, and he, there's a recording of him on, uh, doing something. They were doing some kind of notorious BIG panel and he, and he talked about it and, and it blew my mind. I remember I was listening to it, uh, in an airport. I was like, my flight was delayed and I was just, my mind was getting blown with this information. Just talking about breath. Cause it was like, it makes sense. Right. It's like, that's that is the breath control like that is that is where I think, you know, we, we people talk a lot about rap lyricism being similar to blues lyricism because it's, you know, innuendo and all that. But but the flow like blues lyrics are intentionally the rhyme schemes are intentionally somewhat. I say the word simple, but I say that very carefully. I don't mean that in a, in a way to devalue them. There's a beauty in their simplicity. But I would say the way that rappers flow, particularly like New York rappers, and particularly like that era that Big came up in, particularly like Big Daddy Kane, there was, it was so much about deafness and dexterity and, and sort of like tricking you. Like, you think I'm going to rhyme here. You think I'm going to rhyme on the four, but I'm not. I'm going to, like, rhyme, you know, on the two and just let the beat breathe and then start the rhyme on the four and go over the bar line. And, you know, like what Rakim says, he, he says, uh, you know, self-esteem made it seem like my thought took years to build. Yeah, self-esteem makes it seem like the thought took years to build, but still. <laughs> you know, I love that. Just all over the bar line, you know. Uh, you know so anyway. It, it makes sense, though, because big, you know, big, the way big is using silence you know is you know akin to miles davis's use of of silence of as a note quiet as a note mm -hmm. and they both of course were produced uh you know miles last record that doo-wop it was yeah. produced by easy moby <laughs> and 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 big was produced by easy moby that's right so that's right there is kind of a connection between you know these great folks who have not syncopation but um that each note, each each note was a syllable, and that yeah. some of it could be used in quiet or in silence. Yeah, yeah, and that, there's a play in there, a film in there too about that overlap. Like all the musicians that lived in Brooklyn, who yeah. you know gigged at night and they were home all day and they were practicing. And there was kids outside making noise and cars going by, and that's what Miles, that's what gave Miles 
the idea to do, you know, the Dubop album was like the sounds he heard out his window. He heard the sounds of the street changing and, you know, and, and also just these guys were mentors. And, and I think there's an untold history there. I mean, I think about groups like Diggable Planets and, you know, how much they sampled Donald Bird. Of course, how much Black Moon sampled Donald Bird, you know, the Gangstar, the, the Jazzmatazz albums, which are which I just revisited this last summer, man. And they're so, so good. Yeah, they're even better than I remember them. Um, anyway, listen, we can't stay on this all day. We got two other albums to talk about. This is the same old new school. I'm Idris Goodwin. And I'm Kevin Koval. Shout out Vocal Low Radio. And thank you for tuning in and listening to our conversation. Yes, Lord. So, man, big week again. 2020 continues to shock and awe. And big week. We took a little time to talk about this one because the album is very long. Especially for like a 2020 album. It's like, and it's intentionally long. It's aggressively long. long. And uh, Busta Rhymes, Extinction Level Event 2, Wrath of God, Busta Rhymes, a lot to discuss. Kevin Koval, what are your thoughts? You kick it off, my brother. Well, I just, I love, I love how long the title is because there's yeah. so much, there's so yeah. much happening on it's this It's a record. novel, man. It is a novel. Yeah. And in some ways, like it's it's a novel of like the rich conspiratorial dystopian traditions that you would hear in, you know, in barbershops or yes. in, you know, like kind of, you know, fringe religious groups in some yes. ways, you know, yes. and, and, and by, you know, conspiratorial dystopian, I also mean, you know, groups who have been harmed perpetually from, you know, the white supremacist center and like want an explanation as to yes. why in some yeah. ways. And so Busta is framing the whole, I mean, the whole, the record starts there and it follows that thought throughout, you know, all the minutes of this fairly long record. I will say you really do realize why Busta is so gifted um, because he has won a lot of styles. And, you know, to your note where you were saying earlier about Big Daddy Kane and just, you know, the amount of syllables that somebody could fit into such a small space you know, I have I have rappers who I, I like more, but stylistically, aesthetically, you know, Busta is one of the illest. No, no question about it, man. Like, this, the, like it should have been called Extinction Level Event to uh, colon. Let me show you a thing or two. <laughs> like, hey, young buck. Hey, young buck. Let me. Here's what I love about the record. Right. And there's a lot I like about it. But I love that the fat like the fast rapping Busta Rhymes doesn't show up until the Anderson Pack song. Yeah. Which is like, I don't even know what's I mean, that's like yeah, the midway through 12th I mean, song. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, but what it got me thinking, it reminds you of how long this guy's been doing it. Like Busta Rhymes, bro. I mean, when was Leaders of the New School sob story? That was like 90. Remember the days when I was walking and talking, doing what I gotta do, doing what we wanna do. This guy's got like a 30. And listen, scenario is 92. As I combine all the juice from the mind, heal up, wheel up, bring it back, come rewind. Powerful impact, boom, from the cannon. So this guy's got, it's not like he's just, he's been rapping that long. Like he's been bombing that long. Right. Like from scenario, row, row, like a dungeon dragon. Fix your little draws because your pants are sagging. From case of the PTA. You know what I mean? Yes, like, I mean, yeah. no, no question. But like, yeah. scenario, yeah. like, rah, rah, like a Dungeon Dragon. Fix yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. your sagging, out of here. Right. Then, then we get solo Buster Rhymes. Woo-ha, got you all in check. Then we get hands where your eyes can see. Check it out. Then, 
<laughs> and we're not even the fast rapping Buster Rhymes yet. Right. You know, so it's just like so many, but he's given you all of that style, all of that technique. But at the same time, these songs are like about stuff. Like yes. these are not even just like rapidly rap, you know, let me just murder the mic. It's like, there's a such a range of, of knowledge of just like, this is a, a thinking contemplative person who's got like a lot of different perspectives and stories, you know, stories to tell. So yeah, that, that was, that was like what was kind of going through my head is just like the length of the album kind of mirrors the length of his, of his career, career and his yeah. breadth of, of, of things to get into. And in some ways, you know, he takes, I mean, there, there's great features on this record. Yep. And he, you know, he shows you a little bit of who he's worked with, right? So mm -hmm. it's, it's significant that Tip is on this record. Try to explain to you, Buzz, the, the circumstantial. I am your friend as sure as you have plaques upon your mantle. Um, Love that song, too. I know, me too. And, but, he, but he also brings it up, you know, he brings it up to, you know, he has Anderson Pack. Running up, up the numbers on the cash chase. Stretching out of the work just like a last. He has Rhapsody on this record. I was so rude when you was trying to be a father. Always gave you drama and never took the kids to see your mama. No. And I'll tell you the standout collab for me, and I think that they should do a record together because they, they're already great MCs, but they bring out a kind of greatness when they collab is Kendrick and Buster. I lead this new generation, boy, don't argue with us. Marvelous be selectors, authors, and all spit us. Oh, that's a great song. Yeah, it's a great song. Solar. And, yeah. And Kendrick is just yeah. to hear Kendrick, you know, I, I, yeah. in, in, in hip hop, it's such a, you know, like three weeks is is three years in, yes. in hip hop at time. Yes. And so it does feel like it's been a minute since we've heard Kendrick rhyme. And yeah. it's so refreshing to hear how good he is. Yeah. And and, you know, he like Kendrick is probably you know, one of, you know, the greatest contemporary writers, period. Um, that's, 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 you know what I've been thinking about, Kev? I'm glad you said that. Like, I, I just realized this now, like, we really need Kendrick Lamar right now. Like, because listen, We Gonna Be Alright is the anthem for this time period. Like, you know how, like, films about the 60s, they always play, like, Motown, and then when we get later in the 60s and people start getting assassinated, they always play Hendrix. They play, like, Hey Joe, <laughs> like, right. right? When they talk about this time, the Black Lives Matter moment, the last, you know, Barack Obama, all of it, they are going to play, they're going to play Kendrick Lamar. Like, oh, yeah. he is the artist of our time, and I really could use his voice right now, honestly, like, just about this moment that we're in. Because I think that, um, yeah, and just, I, just, yeah. I wonder if he's, I wonder if he's like, you know, kind of ducked out of the spotlight because, you know, during the, you know, the rise of, of BLM in, in 2015, I'm not sure exactly when that song came out, but I do remember at those first few years of, of resistance movements in that way, in that new iteration, that song was the anthem. That song was, yeah. was played, yes. chanted, yes. sung. Yes. Yes. And and I wonder, you know, just as a young person, you you know, what responsibility then you have of being literally the voice of a generation, being the voice of a movement. And, you know, who knows? I, I don't know. I mean, he's been making music clearly, but. But I, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, that is definitely the lead question that I would ask him is like, you know, beyond the music itself, like, how does that feel to you? Was that your intent? You know, I would love to actually know that and does he feel a responsibility he has that thing that i think a lot of artists don't do enough of anymore which is he's got mystique he's yes. not like see beyonce has that as well like beyonce too like they just let the art speak like we there are no like beyonce interviews like i don't even 
I forget what her talking voice sounds like. You know what I mean? Because she's not. They're not all in social media. It's it's you yeah. Know, you're right. Like, There's a the wall. Work. There's yeah yeah. Here's the work. Yeah. Thanks. And bye. that is refreshing. Yeah. That yeah, is refreshing. It really is. I don't even know if you got a Twitter account. Um. Anyway, we're supposed to be talking about Buster Rhymes. Uh. Yeah, yeah. What do you? What do you? There's so many joints on here. Like, what are your like top joints on here? Yeah. I mean, I love I love the Kendrick record. Um, yeah. I you know, I love that Chris Rock. It, Chris Rock is like one of the greatest hype men. Clearly, yeah, like he wonderful. loves. He loves hip hop so yeah. much is, is hip hop generation through and through has had relationships, you know, and been on so many rappers records, Yes, uh, which I just love that he's willing to lend his voice. And, and on here, he's just big up in Busta. And so I really like, it's in some ways that's like that second track, like a slow, like the purge when yeah. you come out of the Chris Rock narration yeah. and Busta kind of really goes into, yeah. to an assessment, like almost a state of the union from yes. his, his vantage point of what yes. is happening now. Yeah. Sorry, country. I know you don't want this really, but till we get some justice, we in every city up. And, and that's why I say, like, it is, he sets the tone early on that this is, like, this is his 1984. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, big facts. What about you? Uh, I like the Master Farah Muhammad joint. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just some serious bars on there, man. And I'm not a, I'm not a huge Rick Ross fan, but but the bus, but the beat, first of all, the beat is stupid. But just uh, there's just some serious like spitting here. I'm going to try to like find like my, my, you know, like and I speak in tongues when I visit my aunt's grave and hustle like a genius with the strength of a man's slave. It gets deeper while he's singing his praise. Walk with me now. I bless the hood while I keep on banging him harder. Unconditional a love is a daughter's love for her father. Mm. A dream flying through the clouds on planes that I charter and documenting moments in time becoming a martyr. I mean, like, Jesus Christ. These are like like the length of those, like very poetic. I mean, just the meditative quality of it, like, it's just excellent. Yeah. Busted loves the syllable. Right. And like, you know, plays the syllable. And again, like, you know, he's not my favorite storyteller. He's not my favorite yeah. spitter. But like, right. Jesus, he, he is one of he is a syllabic like monster. Yeah. And, and really, really is so attuned to like ring each bit of sound out of each small bit of language. And yeah, yeah it's incredible. All right, so check out the Buster Rounds Extinction Level uh, event, too. So, yo, speaking of artists of our generation whose careers span multiple decades, uh, we got to talk about your hometown legend, Petey Weistraw from the south side of Chicago. But first of all, before we get into that, speaking of Chicago, we got to talk about the great Chicago station that people are hearing this on right now, which is Vocalo Radio. Shout out, Vocalo. This is the same old new school. And I'm Kevin Cole. And I'm Idris Goodwin. We are talking about the monster music of 2020. In addition to Busta Rhymes, we also got another album from Common. A Beautiful Revolution Part 1. Beautiful Revolution Part 1. So part hang one. on to so, your hats. Yeah. Part yeah. 2 on deck. So what do you, what do you feel about this? Because I know that you have not really been as moved by the last several Common albums. And he's had he's been consistent with his output. You know, every, every, you know, much like Spike Lee, you know, it's like you get a movie every year, you get an album every year. And that is something about him that I do. You know, there's that can't leave Rob alone, the game need me, like. Chicago work ethic. Yeah, exactly. And just, but I think it's like this, this need of like, 
there's still just stuff he wants to say. And so, you know, he's doing very well on TV and film. And, you know what I'm saying? He's moved into, like, a different kind of space, which is great. Like, this sort of, like, you see him at the White House with John Legend wearing turtlenecks and, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's really... And I'm happy. Like, as somebody, as a guy from, like, I feel like it's kind of my generation, it's just cool to see the journey he's taken. But I wonder about the albums and where they fit, because... Well, what did you start? I have a lot to say, and I don't want to monopolize this conversation. No, well, I mean, I want to know what you think. I, I, this, I, I will say this. Your point is real. I have been nonplussed by his last bunch of records. Yeah. I have to kind of go back to, you know, maybe like probably Finding Forever, you know, is the last yeah. common record I yep. kind of like paid attention to and cared yeah. about and thought was dope and was, right. was a contribution. I will say this record is that next one you know i i i like this record and i i there's some things on here i would go back to and 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 i think that this is the album that electric circus wanted to be oh, i think interesting. that he, he found the way to first of all common you know so busta loves the syllable common is a musician in the sense that he loves flow yeah you know he, he and like there are very few it's part of the reason why he's such a great live performer yes. is because he really is is so well equipped and astute at riding the beat yes. and maybe is one of the most even though he has like his monotone voice which i appreciate yeah. he is absolutely using that as its own instrument which is why i think early on dealing with the soul aquarians that it took him a minute to kind of understand how he should be as a rapper. And I think, yeah. you know, fast forward, you know, a few decades, he's figured it out in a really beautiful way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, that, I think that's that's a really great assessment because I think you should also check. I don't know if you listened to his previous album, uh, Black America Again, but that one's really good, too. So, okay. yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. And the production, to your point, man, I think there was a, a period where he was he was trying to explore different sounds and kind of trying to be in every, you know, in all thing, you know, I can, I can make party records. I can do this. I can do this. And yeah, that universal mind control. Yeah. I think he's found, I think he's found his lane. And I think production wise, the production on this album and the previous album is very good. I don't know who, I I think it's like no ID is working with him and Kareem Riggins and yes, that sort of squad is, is, you know, some Detroit connections there too. They found the common sound. And I was joking with you the other day. I'm like, common should have a Vegas show, you know, because I, I do just like, it is like a, a sonic thing. Like I, the sound of his voice, the sound of his, the musicality and watching him freestyle has also always been great, you know? And, and, uh, yeah, I think this album definitely reminds me of the last one is like a companion to the last one. And, uh, and I liked it. I like this PJ singer, that is, you know, on some of these joints. Um, mm-hmm. I like the joint with Black Thought. I think it's stupid. In dystopia, ground zero for xenophobia. They love to troll me, a misquote me, they even wrote me out of all. Black Thought is. I mean, come on. I even like the Lenny Kravitz song. I think the Lenny Kravitz song is cool too. Cassius Clay and a potter. Shape my mind and shape the things that trap the grind, escape the dreams, shoot and stop. I ain't supreme. Yeah, this is a very listenable record. I think yeah. you put this record on. It's not, you know, the, the bars that, like, I think yeah, yeah. we love from yeah. a rapper, but I think, right. like, it, it is, like, you know, put this on on a Sunday and, like, yeah. go, you know, like, enjoy it. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it's, it's, and, and it's, he's saying stuff. It's, I mean, this yeah. is a, you know, common is, is, 
absolutely has been consistently commenting on yes. you know, what's happening in society and what's happening in culture. And this is a nice record. I mean, I, I, I think you're right, though, man. I think, like you, you said, it is a joke. But the Vegas show for Common, there aren't a lot of rappers who could pull off something like that. I think we are going in that direction. And like an evening with Common, if he were to do it right and probably have, you know, you direct it, like it would be it would be such a great, great night because his discography is so long and varied. You yeah, know? exactly. And I mean, come on, you close every night with I Used to Love Her. And, yeah. and then Love of My Life, you bring that Badu out and you go do a Yo, come on. Come I know. On, man, stupid. Yeah, yeah. You get the Roots band. Yeah. You know, bring you out most Def. Bring out most. You know? It's just Common and Friends. Common and right. Friends, you know? That's um, a great night. That's a great night. It is a great night. I know he's starting to do that more. My uh, Shout out my homie uh, Sangu, like, who just who's working with him on this, this is audible, turning his audible book into a stage show. And I know they did that, like, in New York or something. And so I know he's starting to kind of get in that lane. And, I've, you know, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get known a little bit as, like, that hip-hop theater dude. And so occasionally I, like, meet rappers that want to do, like, yo, I got an idea for, like, a, a, a play, but then they don't want to pay me and, like, you know they they contact me randomly every three months and i'm like bro i got like i'd love i'm a fan homie but like yeah, let's leave it you know, i would love to do the grave diggers the musical but uh <laughs> yeah. Yo. you have to talk more than once every 90 days uh, in order for that to happen please do that musical though That's yeah no right yeah. right yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Well, listen, uh, Kevin Kova, it's always a pleasure to, to chop it up with you. And uh, we thank all these wonderful uh, listeners for hanging out with the same old new school. Yeah, man. The last thing I'll say is that, you know, black folk and young black people in particular got this president elected. Yeah. And so I really hope that the Democratic Party, you know, turns around and gives gives praise and and policies that matter in the lives of young black people specifically. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um it very much as a as a practicing uh, black man, yeah. uh, I couldn't agree more with you. You know, I'll be honest, man. My only concern is like, are we even going to make it to that moment where they're actually president? You know what I mean? Like, because they are up to something crazy right now, like and very troubling to me. And uh, I'm like, they trying to they trying to steal this. They trying to do this. They really on their fascism right now. So. I don't even know if we, you know, let's let's just get let's just get that out of the way. Let's make it through yeah. the next seventy days because Homeboy is about to mess some stuff up, man. Yeah, he's not going quiet because we we already COVID rates are crazy, and this dude not even thinking about COVID right now. He's just thinking about his ego and and you know doing yeah. just ill shit. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, you're right. Let's we'll get there. Let's get note. there. <laughs> yeah. All right, stay up, y'all. Peace, peace, peace.